Fucking no doubt, huh? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Welcome to the podcast, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome to Rum Ham and Wild Cards. We're talking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia today. We're talking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia every day. And today, we got a review of uh, Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. Uh, my name is Brayden. Uh, I have a headache today, and not because I had a beer bottle smashed over my head. That's completely separate. I'm joined here with Adam. Hey, it's Adam, and the reviews are in. It's the worst. Oh, for <laughs> okay. us. Uh, and, <laughs> well, and we'll see. Someone just had to get exposed to COVID and is now on the phone with us. Uh, Donnie, how you doing today, Donnie? Uh, I'm chilling. Yeah, you hanging in there? You, is that what uh, happened? Yeah, that's why we're not all together today. I should put a mask on behind this microphone. <laughs> it, do, it can't transmit through the computer or maybe it can i don't know oh, the don't cdc know. is changing it every day but i mean uh, it is a virus is I, it a computer virus <laughs> i got the bug <laughs> uh, i didn't know you were sick i'm sorry feel better no he i was mean a, i'm not sick he was oh. exposed to someone who was sick oh i see oh, so okay. we're playing it safe uh, yeah. donnie's on the phone with us today uh, like i said my name is Braden. uh we got adam here the dish of the day is without us today uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, the guy that's missing is our anonymous co-host, but uh, he doesn't matter because he's not here today. So, uh, like I said, today we're talking about Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. We are putting it on the list of lists today. Uh, every episode of Sunny that we've reviewed so far, we got it on one list, and we have reached 40 episodes, so this is going to be number 41, you guys. Very exciting stuff. Uh, we're going to see how this ranks up against all the other episodes that we have gone through today. Uh, but before we get into this today, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AlwaysSunnyPod. Uh, not sure why I'm plugging it because it's not like we post anything to it. But, Damn, uh, I'm glad you said it because I didn't want to call you out, but I almost did. Uh, it's been over a month and I, I will uh, post to the Instagram explaining our absence eventually. Uh, we've just kind of been focusing on actually making the podcast for once and just focusing on having a good time, which we like to do here on the podcast. So, uh. Follow us, Twitter and Instagram, at AlwaysSunnyPod if you want to support us that way. And if you want to get yourself a t-shirt, we have Reason Will Prevail t-shirts available on our website, solo.to slash rumham. You can find that link there, all our social medias. Yo, yo, if we just start heavily pushing our merch, we can hire a social media team. <laughs> if, if we, yeah, I mean, <laughs> theoretically, but we'd have to push a lot of shirts. Uh, so go ahead and grab yourself one. Use code GoldenPod at checkout for fifteen percent off. And um, let's put a date to it. When we, I'm gonna donate to St. Baldrick's, I'll I'll total up whatever we got and uh, make the matched donation at the end of September. Make like Green Day. Wake me up when September ends, and I will donate to St. Baldrick's. Which, to bring it full circle, that song is about Billy Joel's uh, dad dying of cancer. So we're gonna yeah. donate to cancer research. I was going to uh, say, like, that's a one September. pick. <laughs> that, was, that was a very weird bit there. So uh, grab a t-shirt, solo.to slash rumham for our merch store, social medias, the lists of lists, uh, all the episodes we've reviewed so far, see what we think is number one, and uh, all that jazz. Uh, before we get into it as well, listener of the episode, let's give a shout out to one of the five-star reviews we re uh, we've received uh, back in February of last year. Uh, never gave this person a proper shout out. B Z H S H E J, uh, uh, either a foreign name or a random mash of letters. But his J says, 
Uh, great for new and uh, new and old Sunny fans. Hilarious hosts that really know the show. I love the clips they use and the one food name hosts different take on the show. That's the dish of the day I think they're referring to there. Uh, looking forward to future episodes. So thank you for that review. Uh, thank you for giving us a five-star review. And uh, if you want to get a shout-out on the podcast, go ahead. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. goes a long way. We appreciate it so much. All right, shall we get into this? Uh, The way this podcast works in the first half here, we're going to talk a little bit generally about Patty's Pub, The Worst Bar in Philadelphia, Season 4, Episode 8. And then in the second half of the podcast, we are going to take our arguments and put it on a scale of 1 to 10 and uh, figure out where this episode goes on the list of lists. So let's get into it. Season 4, Episode 8, Patty's Pub, The Worst Bar in Philadelphia. Uh, this episode uh, was directed by uh, Matt Shankman, uh, who we've seen trading off with Fred Savage for most of these episodes for the past couple seasons now. Uh, written by Rob, Glenn, and Scott Martyr. Uh, but there are also uh, credits to David Hornsby on this episode, Rob Rozelle, uh, Patrick Walsh, uh, Sunjin Lee, basically everyone who's worked on episodes so far, including uh, Rob, Glenn, and Charlie, the guys we know and love. Uh, what happens in this episode? So the gang receives, uh, to put it lightly, an unfavorable review of Patty's Pub. Uh, their their first instinct is to find the person who wrote this review of Patty's Pub and attempt to convince them that Patty's is not the worst bar in Philadelphia. They're the worst. <laughs> so uh, it slowly gets out of hand. Uh, neighbors get kidnapped. Neighbors' cats get kidnapped. Uh, there's there is some dirty bathroom scenes, dirty in more ways than one, and we will get into that. All this on Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. Let me let me start out by saying this, you guys. Patty's Pub, worst bar in Philadelphia, worst episode of the series so far. I don't really want to lead the conversation with that, but um, I don't think it was as bad as. Gun Fever. Yeah, Gun Fever. I enjoy uh, this episode a lot. Yeah. But Gun it's Fever's not, at the bottom for a reason. Yeah. This, I think this might be my number two from the bottom, honestly. But uh, it's not as bad. Not as, I, didn't like, I didn't dislike it as much as I disliked Gun Fever. It's a tricky episode. It's like Who Pooped the Bed where you got you to gotta consider what is... Uh, just like referenced a lot or memed a lot around the fans and what's like actually like the the substantially good episode if that makes sense yeah it yeah well it felt like a season one episode because frank wasn't here yes we are without frank on this episode there's no frank adventure yeah so (laughs) i don't know donnie what do you think i feel like we're just we just started trashing yeah, I don't, this episode right from the start. Um, I mean, I don't know what our lowest actual score is, so I don't know how low mine's actually going to be. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this episode was terrible, but it's yes. definitely nowhere near the top. Um, yeah. I also didn't pay attention, like how often and why are certain characters like just not in episodes? Well, probably taking other jobs. Um. Oh, just like vacations, sure. just like normal real life, just like things you would just uh, casually think well, no, of. I'm like, sure Frank, I'm sure Dan DeVito has worked into his contract. Like, I need to, he's old. I need to break. 
every season. Well, when they're like, just we'll vacation during the off season. I don't know. And he's this in, works. He's I don't necessarily significantly more consistently now. So I, I, I don't necessarily mean like a vacation, but like if they're in the middle of filming and it happens to be like, oh well, I have a wedding and I have to go to something and I'm going to be gone for six days. Like, sorry, we have to film during those days. We'll do one episode without you. Like. I don't know how all that would work, but well, I I know we we love talking about shows that aren't this show so much. So let me draw an analogy for you here. Uh, Breaking <laughs> Bad fans, uh, the character of Mike Ermintrout in the in oh, that show was yeah. written in just because uh, Bob Odenkirk couldn't make filming because he had uh, recording for How I Met Your Mother. Oh, let's to go. Do. So he went to go record How I Met Your Mother. And they made it work and made like one of the best characters and, in all of television history, yeah, and it, Mike Ehrman. And it made John made Jonathan Banks fucking famous. <laughs> and I just started watching Better Call Saul. Oh, oh my you, god, you're, you're in for a treat. But uh, maybe, season, maybe we'll branch yeah. off and, and do a Better Call Saul cast. But Jonathan Banks, shout out, shout out to Jonathan <laughs> Banks. I love you. You're the best, man. You're the most badass like actor. The, the point is, is there's <laughs> uh, a plethora of reasons why uh, artists or actors won't be on set but i imagine there's contracts of sorts or maybe they right just yeah maybe not as much with always sunny but and i was going to say yeah is it sometimes they just choose like hey we're gonna do an episode and like you just don't need to be in this one or like we just like don't want to write you in this one yeah like how does that yeah i don't know i feel like they wouldn't choose to do that but i guess maybe well, i feel like because danny devito is such a big name i feel like that he has some leeway he's like <laughs> He's like, do you know who I am? I don't know. Okay, not well, bad it's way. not always just him, right? Aren't there some episodes that miss some characters, or no, not really? I'd have to go back and really look. I don't at remember it, the but... last time someone was a character was missing from the game, right? The last Until time like I think the it end. was Frank, wasn't it? That was also missing. Yeah. From the... oh, okay, yeah. so maybe it is just Frank then most of the time. All right, can we can time. we do an old fashioned uh, throwback to season one and do a little what would Frank do segment? Yes. On this? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done this one in a while. So uh, here's the question then. What would Frank do in this episode if he, would, he, if he was in on it? He'd buy the newspaper. He'd buy the, <laughs> like the company? Yeah. Okay, pull a Sheldon <laughs> Adelson and just outright buy it? Yeah, and he'd be like... Yeah, buy it and I can like, fire him or whatever, get rid of that dude? Oh, yeah. how funny would that be? The end of the episode, it's revealed that Frank buys the newspaper and Gorman gets shit-canned? Yeah. Think, yeah. That'd be good. Or or how mad they actually piss Frank off. He might pull the gun on Gorman a couple times. I could see him pulling the gun on Gorman once or twice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Freaking out when his neighbor comes in the in the uh, building. Or, yeah. I don't know. Would he be on board with the kidnapping? That's the real question. No, 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 no. Not kidnapping. Not kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Not that kidnapping. was that was. Yeah, can we talk about how funny that is? That like yeah. they have to try and convince each other. Like, why, like, even if it is or isn't kidnapping, like, why do you have to convince each other? Like, obviously, they're doing convince themselves, but, like, that's just such, like, funny behavior that they have to convince each other and themselves to, like, try and make themselves feel better that they didn't kidnap someone, even though, like, it clearly is. Like, whoever else you'd ask, you bring it 100% up, is. You bring up a good point. Like, they kind of go about this whole thing kind of, like, nonchalantly. Like, they're kind of... It's the most. It's one of the most dire situations they've put themselves in since. Do they put themselves in it? I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but yeah, they Charlie. Kind of, when you think about it, they, Charlie is the one. Okay. With a couple of exceptions, that really just pushes the situation into a. You're worse not wrong, but Dee and Dennis 
could have taken the tape off of him and been like, what I'm not, the fuck? I'm not saying that they're like, Charlie's the only bad one. They're, they're all complicit in this madness. But I kind of enjoy these plot lines where Charlie, specifically Charlie. The wild card takes the wheel. Yeah, the wild card. He really, he really just manages to make it worse. But then like bringing up what Donnie said, they're justifying each other. Like they have to justify this situation they're in that really Charlie puts them in. And they kind of talk themselves into it. Mm-hmm. along the way mm-hmm. so made for a funny some funny like situations but i think they kind of like missed some beats and good moments every now and then they hit it sometimes and sometimes they didn't i want to i want to bring up the term repetitive yeah it felt like a lot of these jokes were the same joke reworded slightly and used to high hell which i'm a seinfeld fan and i'm totally cool with repeating something into making it funny uh, but it just didn't it, it doesn't feel right for this show like um for example like the whole twisting words and, and lies about the article like that's funny at first like haha we'll we'll sue you but it's clearly like not a lie like he's saying this is a terrible bar or max bit about being the bouncer or not being mentioned or being the cooling one like it, it's funny the first couple times but halfway through yeah. the episode i'm just like we got anything else? Yeah. The characters are true to themselves, but like, eh. But it proves my point, what I said in like one of the first few episodes of this. Like he sees himself as the bouncer of this mm-hmm. place. Uh, a Swayze type. Swayze type. Yeah. See, I actually wrote one of these points down is like, I guess you could consider it repetitive. I thought it was funny how both times that they had the opportunity to go somewhat correct a mistake to some extent, they both went to the wrong apartment. The first time, obviously, when they were trying to like fake the packing and whatever, they went to the neighbor's apartment. And then when they went to go get the neighbor's cat, they went to Gorman's cat. So like every time, like both times they had the chance to go like fix a situation to some extent, they both went into the wrong apartment. So I guess you could look at that as that was funny, but it's also, I guess, it's like you said, a repetitive joke. It was the same joke twice. Yeah, I, wish, I liked it. I wish they showed us like going them going to the apartment. That would have been fun. To get the cat? No. Yeah. Because they're like, they how did they the end packing. up? Oh, the cat one? Oh, I thought you meant like, how did they end up in the wrong apartment? Either way. I, I Yeah. Like, who told them one. the wrong number? Like, did why did they think it was the other one? I would have. Like, yeah, uh, all that. yeah that They missed been, a lot this episode. Or like, if, if like Charlie was the one going to the apartment and they say it's like 12A, but Charlie's illiterate, so he doesn't know what an A looks like, you, you know... It, Again, one of those situations where you could probably come up with better jokes in a somewhat better plot line, just, you know, shooting the shit like this with your friends, like, hey, what could we have done in this episode? And it's not to yeah. say that this episode is, like, terrible and boring, uh, but I just, I, I said they're solid jokes, but it just, it just feels trite and repetition. I'm cool with, like, repeating it once or twice, <clears> but <throat> I got, like, 12 minutes in, 10 minutes in, and I was just not feeling it. Since we're trashing it, can we talk to, about product placement for a second and how that works? <laughs> I'm so glad you so, said that. that so goddamn the direct TV model. right off the bat. Oh, that too. I'm talking about the direct TV right off mm-hmm, the bat, just mm-hmm, like in mm-hmm. your face, center screen. Like, is that just something they choose to do? Did they literally get paid to do that? Is that like a... Oh, yes. Everything... Like, a like is that an always sunny partnership? Is that a... like FX? a TV, Yeah, FX partnership. There you go. I couldn't think of the right FX word. FX has uh, the movies. Well, now you got to... F- 
now you got to figure out who owned FX at the time, you know, who, who owned direct. Right. But like long story short, I guess I'm saying is like, did always sunny do that? Or do like these, like does FX or whatever company go to these shows and be like, Hey, we have these three sponsors work it into the show. Like how do I like, do you know how that would work necessarily? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think know. I don't know about product placement. I'm sure that they get these contracts and these deals worked out before um, shooting starts. And is then, it like is it suits that figure it yeah. out? Is it the higher ups? Is what's it, it different? The, yeah, it's all suits. I could be ups. producers saying we need more money, and they're Those like, are okay. suits. Aren't okay, they? No, I mean producers down on the ground. I'm saying if a producer says we need more money in the budget, and a suit says we're not going to give you more money, but we have a contract with Directv. Suits you, is USA. It's just the yeah, CEOs. Like, it's the whoever. It's whoever's running. There was, there was less than no reason other than like a brand deal to put the direct TV on the TV. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, it could have been a turned off TV. The yeah. point is, is I don't know how they work, I think <laughs> but they cost a lot of money. I think that they just get it done before the season starts shooting and then they tell the, the cast or the writers, work it in. That's what I would. That's what my guess would be. Yeah, I like think that's... And I'm sure they maybe give them like some option or like to some extent, like obviously like they're a bar. So they're like, yeah. hey, Coors Light, Jack Daniel, whatever they choose to do. Or like, I'm sure it's like logical stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, still, it was just one of those things where like, since we're trashing it, are they being sellouts? Did they, did they just do this no. episode for the money? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Everyone has a direct I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Based off this quick Google I did, it was just, it's basically like, if they want to cut down on commercials, you can, instead of ad space, put, you know, product placement is what is what it seems like. Uh, oh, so are, are some episodes a few minutes longer then? That's probably why. Like, is this episode a few minutes longer than another one maybe that doesn't have product placement? I'm almost <laughs> That's interesting. The, I'll have to dive deeper. <laughs> yeah, screw doing research before we start recording. We get the answers. I didn't even think we- about all these. I mean, I didn't think about it this, I know. like, deep, deep until now. Like, I didn't. I know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's all good, but uh, I don't know. And you all did I know, mo- yeah. It's all good, man. All I, it's all good, man. Uh, I, all I know is that the egregious product placement in Transformers is the only reason those movies are watchable. <laughs> and Marky Mark Wahlberg. I didn't see the Mark Wahlberg one. I've never seen those movies. I, I, I didn't either. That the was, Shia LaBeouf that was one. sarcasm. Oh, I see. I see. Oh. I've, the Shia LaBeouf ones are great. Yeah, they're they're good. But this but isn't a Transformers much, podcast. This yeah. is a Sunny podcast. So uh, kind of, I guess, just taking back to the the cold open there. It's yeah, uh, product placement from cold open literally until the end. There's that Coors bottle that disappears and reappears on the bar counter with its label facing right directly at the, the camera, so it's that much more noticeable. Um, it's like the gang sells out. You know, we're noticing. They're becoming a real show now. It's it's still the same people making this thing they love, but it's it's a network TV show now. Yeah, I, I think at this time in season four, it's become people are aware of the show by now. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as big as it will be, mm-hmm. but I think that they're definitely at this point where they can kind of branch out and get those bigger, mm-hmm. you know, deals. I don't know. I mean, yeah you have more chips you have more but, leverage but honestly i i didn't know that it's always sunny was so popular until i went to college yeah what do you mean i just didn't it, it was a to me growing up as a very niche like community people who liked it's always sunny it's still kind of niche you yeah. just happen to have uh, more but now people. it's more mainstream yeah 
You got the internet to connect with yeah. strangers like the ones that are listening to this podcast. Thank you. Oh, the people are listening? Oh. Yeah, what do you got to say to them? Oh, what's up? Hey. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> no, how you doing? <laughs> Wait, wrong show. Uh, he's good on his feet. He's good on his feet. Um, Dennis, character-wise, was not very consistent this episode. Like, D, D explaining to him how they should pack to make the kidnapping look real doesn't seem very Dennis-like to not know. He's playing dumb. Is he playing dumb? I don't know. I'm just trying to find a, a reasoning for why. Is that what that is? Mm. I don't know. I don't think so, yeah, but yeah. The episode's uh, off. The episode is a bit off. I think it, Yeah, it is all off. It's like a gas leak episode. It's a gas leak episode. To cross-reference there. Um, but but there are some highlights in this, in this episode, like... Um, Char- Charlie's whole bit when he comes in the bathroom and and uh, just his interactions with Mac and, and the way they, they interact with Gorman, like all, all things said about this show, Gorman's a great character and an excellent opposite, a wonderful counter to the gang. We, we love seeing yeah. the gang interact with quote unquote normal folk. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. The, I, I, this is kind of like a weird point. But uh, the person I was watching this with brought it up, and now I can't help but notice this. The bathroom set in Patty's, mm-hmm. agree or disagree, is the only set that looks like a set. How so? It looks like a saw room, like from the movie Saw <laughs> it's franchise. Just, it's such a specific level of dirty and a detailed level of dirty. I get that with the office, with their office in the, in the bar. That's how I feel about the, the way you're the talking. Office? Yeah. The way okay. that you're talking about um, the bathrooms, I feel about the office. I don't know. Like, I didn't get that comment at first, but after I heard that, I, I can't unsee it. What did they, how do they say it? Like, what I mean, I'll they, have to. How are they I'll describing? It's just like, it's the only, it's just the only location that feels like a set. Like Patty's really feels like they filmed inside of a bar, which they did for the first season or two, if I'm not mistaken. No, the first season, definitely was inside like an actual bar setting, an abandoned bar that they were able to get a hold of. I don't know. Uh, the bathroom is, it's just so you have to make it so specific that it really feels like, uh, you know, intentionally set there. I, I don't know. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I didn't Who notice. Matters? It's a moot point. It's, yeah. It's just my it is stupid a show. brain noticing stupid details. I uh, noticed that like when you, looked, when you look too closely into any episode of any show, you notice things like, oh my God, it's just a, a prop. And that's what we're doing this yeah. for. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's just a prop. It is interesting to like see like how the show is now in the season four without Frank when they've already had a whole season without Frank. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know we kind of talked about it before. Like, like established chemistry now. Yeah. And it's weird because we said gas leak. It's a Frank leak. He's kind of established <laughs> and he, seeing him gone, there is a vacuum. And I don't like saying that, like, the show couldn't, you know, exist without him. But honestly, like, this, sh- this episode is missing a little bit of Frank. Yeah. And it's felt. I think it's felt. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of talked about this in that one Jabroni talk, who is the main character of Sonny. They're all important. Yep. It's a chemistry. Mm-hmm. And you got to respect the chemistry. Yeah. To bring up our good friend Walter White. Uh, you know, everyone in the gang plays their role. And it's like we were talking on earlier. If you had some Frank chaos, a little, a little gun action, you know, maybe this would have been a better episode. 
is that it? What do we what do we have to say, Donnie? Any anything else? Um, I mean, yeah, I don't have much else to add I, other than you guys might want to cut this out. Up to you. Uh, I think they just had bad humor. Uh, this episode, like they chose yeah. to use. Uh, I'm just gonna say it, so it's not very confusing, and it's still somewhat funny to me. Whatever people can judge. Uh, they use the words retarded, faggot, and faggy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just like it, slurs are funny to you. Okay, you know, to each his I own. Mean, the N-word in episode one gets at him every time, according to him. <laughs> well, in the same way, it's just like, I, I, I didn't know it's that word was that allowed. That- I didn't know you could say that word on TV. So I'm like, holy shit. It's more surprise. It's jolting, not like... It's pretty I've jolting. Explained can't this say before. The yeah. I've explained this before, and it sucks that I have to explain it again. Uh, not just to you guys, but for everybody. That It's not just funny that people say it. It's funny in the show that... They just blatantly use these words and don't have any remorse in any regard. And like, they think it's acceptable. Like they use it as an insult. Welcome like, they use it how people say they don't use it and why it shouldn't be labeled an insult. That's how they use it. Welcome back to three white guys laughing at slurs that will never apply to them. Uh, volume one. Yeah. But like, n- to but me, no, if I, was, I get where you're coming from. Honestly, I if you. I was calling someone a faggot, it would never be because they were gay. I don't think I ever would. I think you're I never a bit would, like Michael when Scott here. I was like 13 <laughs> and in I mean, teenagers 13, and back when any better. whatever these exactly but whatever year this show was and when it was like quote unquote more common for people to do it and it was just thrown around more frequently people never used it or pe- most people didn't use it as the proper slur that it was created as South Park is the best example for this word um, I just God, think I can't believe we're into this. No, I just I, I think it's you. If that helps with yeah, that's I'm my bad. I started it, but it's no, bad comedy. That's the point I'm saying. Yeah, it is. It is, and that's what makes it funny. Juvenile. It's just like it's just so bad, like not thought out, just lame, dumb comedy, and like the fact that they think that their behavior is normal and okay makes it slightly funny, but. It's yeah. bad writing and it's, it's like, bad effort. It's like laughing at I, you know the one relative you got who's just like not aware of the the terrible things they're saying and doing. I do say I I, I will say that what De, what D said in the opening when she was like he ordered Chardonnay. What was I supposed to do? That's funny. Like, that's, come that's, on. that summarizes everything Donnie's saying. Yeah, they they but, no remorse for what they're yes, saying. Nothing wrong yes. with what they're saying. <laughs> Correct in the context of what they're saying. That, yeah, that I get what you're saying, Donnie. It's juvenile humor, but because but she says it so deadpan, so yeah. seriously. Yeah. Like I mean, and that's yeah. why I love the movie Airplane because Leslie Nielsen is deadpan the entire time. I says am the most serious. ridiculous things. And don't call me Shirley. Oh, well. <laughs> he does. He, Leslie Nelson is great with that. Yeah, yeah. but you know what I mean. I, and I, I think um, that kind of humor, deadpan humor, is not only one of the funniest. Will Ferrell's the best at it too. Mm-hmm. But it, sh- it shows that Caitlin Olsen is like kind of a, one of the best comedians. Like seriously, actresses. She's yeah. so fucking yeah. good. She's really proving. Yeah, proving that honestly, like the past like four seasons altogether, they. Yeah. They, to say it once again, write her just as despicable as the rest of them. And it is phenomenal. Yeah, but she does, she plays, she, she says her lines, it's so deadpan. Like, I can't say it enough. She's so good at that. She's excellent at that. Yeah. And I see it this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The end of this episode uh, really got me because we know that there are people in the bar, customer-wise, and they all leave. 
Yeah, I, I, I have <laughs> that in my notes, too. I'm like, they're all gone. <laughs> they have a bar full of patrons, and they all go, leaving no employees. It's like one of the first times we've seen Patty's even remotely close yeah. to uh, capacity, or just anyone mm-hmm. in general. Thanks, Ernie. And shout out to Ernie. But uh, they all leave. <laughs> and the hammer when Charlie takes the hammer that's Charlie funny Charlie grabs a Look, hammer this episode is funny I enjoy it but I, I think that like especially compared to other episodes it's not as good but also it's not as good as what this episode could have been yep yep kind of the same problem we had a little bit with who pooped the bed yeah but I love that episode so. and you can listen to this episode <laughs> review uh, everywhere you get podcasts uh, shall we move on to part two here? Yeah, I think we've exhausted enough. Yeah. We've exhausted ourselves. Uh, this episode is uh, going to keep going here. We got part two for you guys. We're going to put our arguments on a scale of one to ten. Got a lot more talk of uh, kidnapped cats and, and Gorman and bad bar reviews coming up here after the break. Welcome back to the show, Golden Gods and Goddesses. Welcome back to Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards. Adam and Donnie and uh, myself, Brayden, sitting here together. We're talking about Season 4, Episode 8, Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia. Uh, go ahead, hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Get notified when we release new episodes. We do episode reviews like this. Uh, we do jabroni talks sometimes. It's, it's been a while since we've done one, but uh, maybe we'll do one sometime soon just talk about the show a bit more generally and uh so hit subscribe get notified when new episodes come out and follow us on twitter and instagram at always sunny pod all the links to everything are at solo.to slash rum ham again that's solo.to slash rum ham the way this uh second part is going to work for this episode review is we are going to put our arguments on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, in a few categories that we got here. What are the categories? We got the uh, set, uh, <laughs> we got the plot, the story, uh, we have the characters, we have the uh, quotes, the overall humor, and the wild card. You can give uh, 0 to 10 points. I guess if you really don't like it, you could give it 0. Um, but we can give up to a total of 50 points between uh, each of us, so like 150 points. Math is not our strong suit, but uh, talking about Sunny is, so we're going to get into that. Let's start it out with the story, the plot of Season 4, Episode 2. What do you guys think um, as far as the story goes? Who wants to start? Okay, I'll start. Shit. <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought it was a good story. I thought it was good, but it could have been executed uh, a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, I think I'm surprised it took them this long to make an episode about a review of their bar, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. It's almost a review of the show. I have that in my notes, too. Like, like that review they're reading of the bar in the beginning of the episode. Do you want to know what I wrote in my notes about Go that? I it. said, knowing them, I feel like they based the episode on getting a bad review of the show. Because, you know, by now, yeah. by this point, the show is still obscure or not as big as like it is right now. And the review probably said something about how horrible the gang is and they're all they're, shouting and you shouldn't, at each other and you shouldn't watch the show because they're bad people and that's what the that the review said it's like you shouldn't uh-huh. go here uh-huh. it's a decent bar but you shouldn't go here because the owners suck 
Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like, because knowing them, they did that episode about um, not getting an award. Mm-hmm. The gang tries and desperately it was so, to win an award. It was satirical and kind of meta. I th- yeah. And they've proved that they have that brand of comedy and they're that smart. Yeah. So I wouldn't put it past them. But given that I gave this episode a 6.5 for the story. Uh, I'm kind of in that neighborhood. What about you, Donaldo? Uh, yeah, I don't think there was much to say about the story. It was good. It wasn't bad. Uh, it was very simple. One straightforward story. Yeah, there were some bumps in the road, obviously, going back and forth through the apartment. But overall, I would say it was just the one storyline. Uh, decent, open, pretty funny end that uh, they end up going back to Gorman's and being like, oh, we can change his mind again. And then, like, Charlie grabs the hammer. Like, after everything, <laughs> like, they're still going to go back and try and convince yeah. him. And, like, yeah. So, like, overall, it wasn't terrible. But, like I said, I'm more of the two, three storylines, two A, two B, two C, three E, all that <laughs> shit going on, like 11 different angles. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, but I still gave it a six. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the most negative uh, spot here on it. I'm going to give it a five out of ten um, because, uh, you know, I my favorite Stephen King story is Misery. So I love a good story about a, a kidnapped writer trapped somewhere being forced to rewrite their work. Uh, so I felt like this was a very sunny take <gasps> oh, on that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, you know, like you said, Donnie, very linear, very dry, very uh, single note, one all the way through. The, the twists in this story gets my anxiety going so i get like emotionally invested that way so like i gotta give it some points on that front uh but you know as far are as you talking sto- when you wait did you say twist a yeah twist? like do you mean like the kidnappings or the cats or all yeah, of like that kidnapping combined, the neighbor just, kidna- yeah okay all the, just all like the all of it oh, okay 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 just like everything involved in and then charlie smashes okay. the bottle right as things are like probably gonna be resolved like Okay, there there are like, some really oh. sunny elements to it. Yeah. Uh, but just like as far as everything else we've experienced so far, this is like one of the most front to back, just kind of there plot lines. This is blah. Blah. The episode. Yeah. Yeah. Story-wise, at least. Sure. Characters, however. All right. Wait, what'd you give it? Oh, five out of ten. Okay. Okay. So like, what was that? That's six, fine. six and a half, five? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. not far off. Characters, however, though. I was pretty favorable on this episode, I'll say. Uh, I think... Go on. Even despite Dennis, you didn't like... Yeah, so, like, Charlie and Max's chemistry is one of the highlights of this episode. Just the way they interact with each other, the way they interact with the situation. Uh, Dee and Dennis, also really good together, even though Dennis, like I said, was not as consistent as he should be. No Frank, so I gotta take away points for that. But Gorman and and his, his neighbor, together... Add a little something, something to this. And Ernie. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, eight out of ten right now. I could go up, I could go down. Talk to me. Okay, you definitely made my score go up for that, for, for characters. I gave it a five. Oh. But I'm giving it a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you, um, uh, not too much. You know, I think I'm going to have to go to about six. I don't think I'm going past 6.5 or 7. I, I think 6 is where I like it. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. What what, what about uh, you? You make I, a good point about the chemistry between Mac and Charlie. It's just classic. Like, yeah. We see it in the great. Christmas special. Yeah. Like, at a peak, basically. Like, 
we see the two, how they interact, what their lives are like, you know, talking. Yes. Yeah, I guess I do like, yeah, you did make a good point with that. Um, overall, I think that it was hilarious that they're, like I said, they were all being super just self-defensive. That's what this whole episode was. Basically, them being self-defensive of everything. Like, constantly having to justify that they were doing the right thing or justify that they were good at their job or good at what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was funny. Uh, Charlie with his just goofy ass, like, technically smart, but really not smart at all ideas. Like, oh, how do we sneak this man in? Like, oh, we just go buy an oriental rug and just put him in there. No one's going to see him, like... <laughs> Technically, it'd be smart. It's going to work. But like, what the fuck is he thinking? <laughs> uh, so I like that from Charlie. Mac being overconfident. The terrible heel kick. He just bashes the dude's mirror. That was hilarious. It's like classic Mac just being like, yeah, I know karate, but he doesn't. <laughs> uh, so all that combined, you constant, uh, you convinced me to go up a little bit. So I'm going from a six to a seven. Oh, damn. Reason really prevailed. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's it's this is like one of the first times we see like Mac really insisting he's able to do something and Charlie like blatantly calls him out and is like, if you're so into karate, take one karate class. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that kind of stuff. I love that. Um, can, oh, for Stone Characters, can I shout out um, the actor Rizwan Manji? I lo- you may I, not. I looked him up. No yeah, shout out. That? I had to look him outside folk. Yeah, is he, is he who, one of the side characters? He's not Corman. He doesn't play Corman's neighbor. He plays Mehar, Corman's neighbor. Okay, <laughs> Corman's. Um, yeah, he's really good in this episode. Um, uh, I feel like you guys um, might recognize him from shows like Outsourced, um, that like small short-lived TV. Shit's Creek. Um, yeah, he he was the Aladdin guy, HIV Aladdin guy from The Dictator. So it's always fun seeing him this episode. Yeah. yeah. I look out for him this when I watch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to him. And yeah. so, yeah, it sounds like we're pretty favorable on the characters on this on this episode for the most part. Yeah. Thanks to my excellent uh, argumentative skills there. Anyways, <laughs> quotes. Uh, guys, I had a hard time finding quotes on this one. What about you? Um, most of them are Charlie. Yeah, the I'll only the only thing, and I'm sure I'm, I'm get gonna get flack for this, and I but I didn't count it for quotes. I counted it for humor. When when Mac hits the mirror off the car, and then he and then he drops to the floor, and like, and I think he literally says, "There is a slope in the ground, and I wasn't calibrating that great." I say that a lot whenever I miss a shot or whenever oh. I do anything. <laughs> There's a slope in the ground. Yeah, I and I, I and I say I didn't calibrate it right. That's pretty great. That's about it. Yeah, that and then the same scene, the same scene when he's like, yeah, no, we need to get the zoning people out here. (laughs) (laughs) Like with this, it's like the same joke, but he just like keeps it going. Yeah. Um, Uh, They're like getting stabbed. He's like that ominous feeling of getting stabbed. Like, oh yeah, that's what we're going for. Like, why? Like, that's not necessarily a quote. That's more like just the whole exchange. That that whole exchange uh, that then deludes into realizing that. Uh, Mac has set up this atmosphere that he does not have any control over is that's yeah. pretty great. Not necessarily quotable, but here's yeah. a, here's one I found um, that, that was good. When Mac, it gets serious and there's music playing and Mac stares at Charlie and says, Charlie, I've never been more serious about anything in my entire life. Yeah, that one's funny. I say that I don't know. a lot of times. I, I picked that out as a that does go in quotes for me because that is like a specific like in bold quote. Mm-hmm. He's like, looks at the camera and he says that one line. So <laughs> I don't know. I've been more serious about anything in my entire life. And Donnie, here's a good quote that Mike, you say, you say you like those quotes that sound uniquely. It's always sunny. 
Um, Charlie says, I don't know why you're so in love with him. And then Mac responds, I'm not in love with him. I'm, I'm just not trying to get arrested for kidnapping. <laughs> that that one line, yeah. like, like we're out of context. Where else are you going to hear that in the show? But despite yeah, that, I gave, I gave quotes a two. A lot of good kidnapping quotes on this. Like, you can't keep kidnapping to cover up the original ca- kidnapping. Yeah. That's a classic mistake. Yeah. <laughs> like, classic? What? Classic. Or, like I said, mostly Charlie this episode where, you know, we all have cats we'd like to be playing with, sir. I can't have a dead yeah, cat's blood funny. on my hands. Uh, both from, from the karate kick scene, I'm pretty sure. But it's, you know, it, it's mostly Charlie uh, this few, episode. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, speaking of Charlie, yeah, there's a few more. He's like, "Excuse me, Mister Man." Well, this bathroom is pristine. Me, Mister Man. This bathroom is pristine. Pristine, Mister Fancy, with your newspaper words. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then D, when they go back in, she's like, "Our little typer, just tap, tap, tapping away." They're like, just so to me. That's funny. Fake. Yeah. Nice. It's more of like her deliver and all of it. Yeah, it's like her yeah. delivery on and, top of it. It's not oh, just the quote, but Dennis well, too. You're, so did we give um, your scores for this? Not yet. No? Okay. I didn't yet. I want to hear Braden's first because okay. Adam just gave it a two and I couldn't really justify you to go any higher. So I might have to lower mine. I gave it a one initially, but I went up to two. Hot damn. Yeah. So. Dang. Braden, what are you giving it? Who's shitting Adam's Cheerios? Oh. Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. <sighs> Um, and not, that's and that's me being generous. If I'm being like totally honest with you, oh, guys. that's you being generous. All right, that's then I'm gonna being... go from because I was very generous as well. I just me too. I, I feel weird giving like super <laughs> low scores because like I try to write down quotes, but like I did give it a five, which I think is high, and I already gave extra points to the characters, so I'm gonna go from a five to a three. Hot damn! Okay, because I could I didn't have many quotes on top of the ones you guys had. Like the ones you threw yeah. out were like the ones I had written down. Most of the time when I give like a five or a six, I have the same amount of quotes written down, but you guys give out a decent amount and I give out a decent amount, mm-hmm. but we all had the same quotes. So like, I feel like I have to go down. What'd you give it? I forget. I'm giving it a three now. Cool. Okay. So two, three, three and a half. Yikes. The dish of the day is listening to this episode review, screaming at his phone. What are you guys doing? Cause this happened. No, he's last giving week. this a zero. It doesn't have Frank. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Zero, yes. no Frank. Yeah. For this episode like literally this. got a zero. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll have to see what the dish of the day gives this episode at the end of season four when we do our season four finale. Uh, but that's that's see if still he's grown up since season one. <laughs> see if he's changed at all. He he is dug in and he cannot be changed. The American way. Uh, overall humor. How much did this episode make you guys laugh? Uh, ten because of the bigotry. I'm Whoa. Totally <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, totally as we kidding. all went in in that, in that first part there. <laughs> only because, yeah, only because we did that. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, overall, I like I laughed at a few parts. Like you said, there was a very like a couple scenes. The bathroom scene was hilarious. Um, the ending was funny to me, like the way that they grabbed the hammer and they think they can go back and change his mind again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it made me laugh here and there, and there was a couple good parts. So I still might have to go down, but I gave it a six. I also gave it a six. Yeah. Uh, should I join the club? I was about to give it a five out of uh, five point five. No, that'd yeah. be peer pressure. We have to convince you. At least give us that ability, that chance. I mean, that helped. I yeah. don't know. Talk to me. Um. Oh shit. You have to very speci- <laughs> you have to very specifically argue for this episode, but not so much. How fun that we suddenly like it, Brayden. How funny? How fun was it? 
how by a measure of one point, how fun was it <laughs> watching Mac try to kick the windshield open and you're failing miserably. Oh, that one makes me crack up every time when he just fucking <laughs> jumps and blasts the car mirror, not even close to the window. Hilarious. Sorry, right, but when, yeah, you brought that up. That makes me laugh actually out loud, even if I'm by yeah. myself every time. Or how about anytime they walk into anyone's office, you know something awesome is going to and Charlie has a, a hammer out of nowhere. So Well, don't let a, the hammer throw you. They are classy oh. people. So Oh, I see, I see. That's a good line. That was a good line. Yeah. Maybe I should change my quotes to four and my humor to six. You, you know, the episode's not over, man. The episode's not over. Uh, yeah, screw it. I'll change my... Uh, no, nah, you know what? Five and a half. I'm just going to stick to it. I think it was this was an average episode. There were funny yes. parts, like the mirror kicking part had me dying. Uh, just the, how it sequentially just got worse and worse. Uh, that had me going. But like I said earlier, the, re- the repetitive style of the jokes. It's, it's a funny episode. It's just like too linear and like kind of predictable. So like you don't really start enjoying the episode until it's basically over, in my opinion. Like there's laughs here and there, but until the episode's almost over, it doesn't really get to me. But Charlie making the situation worse will get me every time. Well, will make me laugh every time. Charlie thinks he's helping and clearly doing the complete opposite. So five and a half and two sixes. Cool. But you know what we need? We need a wild card. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! Alright, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I gave it a five for the amount of times that they said bandana uh, in the bathroom scene. I thought you were about to steal mine right there. May I, Adam? I'm also going to give it a five. Uh, one time for every time the phrase, you got faced is said uh oh that's they all say too. it as a group and then dennis breaks it out later so five out of ten that's a good card. quote those are that's a, you got faced that's you got good. faced you got faced i know yeah. it's the hand motion you got to do with it i, I know i know yeah. listeners this, can't see that really makes me feel yeah, I like i got faced I more than you so yeah okay uh, i also gave it a five <laughs> i gave it five diabetic cats out of ten hey um <laughs> the diabetic cat gives it five diabetic yeah, cats. yeah i was gonna say like <laughs> uh, yeah um, oh man! Is cat diabetes a real thing? Yes, it is. My cousin's I, cat has diabetes. I, I should. Are you serious? What are the other people too? <laughs> and dogs have, can have it. Um, but the reason I, I gave it a five, it, like I, I was gonna give it lower, but it, it did have. Oh, come on, the felony, litany of felonies. The, the felony uh, category. Breaking and entering goes for breaking and entering, kidnapping, Beanie, dude. double kidnapping. But despite that, I think it was still an average episode, and I want to give it an average score. So, you know, five. All right. That's that's cool. Five's around the board. Well, we, we were really agreeable in scores this episode. Yeah, I feel like these are all about to be very similar. Yeah, I want to, yeah. Feed them to me. Ready when you are. Uh, I got a 5.4. Um. You, you know, you know when your scores are so low, and you're like, "Am I doing my math right?" Um, nope, I always do my math right. Yeah, <laughs> that can't be right. That can't be correct. Just add up the five numbers. I did. That can't be correct. <laughs> That's really low. <laughs> Multiply no. it by two, and put a decimal in between them. Turn around, touch the ground. <laughs> Spread them cheeks. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I got a three point seven. 
Yeah. Yeah. Disclaimer, we started just slightly late, and uh, the edibles are starting to kick in right about now. Let's go. Letting you guys know. <laughs> I'm glad we're finishing up, but uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. That was for you guys, not for the people, by the way. Oh, I'll cut that part. I mean, I don't man. care, actually, but. All right, guys. I guess that's up to you. But yeah, let's do it. IMDB. So uh, we have these scores that speak volumes about us, much like Dennis's flat screen TV. Uh, our scores of what we think of this episode and we have averaged it out and put it on the uh we put it on the list of lists but before we get to that let's find out what the fans think on the internet movie database where do you guys think this episode falls so far we got 8.1 to 9.3 could be in between could be outside of that 8.3 i was gonna go 8.4 i think that fans really like this episode because it's so particularly wacky crazy yeah that i think for people i don't know i just think that dude it just stands out to other people i mean i don't know it is referenced a lot yeah like on in like sunny fan groups and whatnot so like i don't know just do with that information as you will yeah so one more time 8.4 i'm changing my score to 8.6 you son of a bitch you got it donnie oh Uh, yeah yeah. after you changed it right right to you guys convinced me you guys convinced me in in those five seconds, you um, you uh, went and searched up the score. Did you? you no, didn't... Adam. Adam started to convince me, and I was gonna say eight point five just to go one above him. But mm-hmm. then you you kind of kind of were hinting that it was gonna be a good score. Uh, so I, I just, just, I just my went mouth shut. I mean, it was. I mean, Adam mainly convinced me to go higher when he said, "Uh, that like yeah, it is true. Like it's a wacky episode. It is goofy. I could see how the fans would love it, especially first time around. That's when these scores were put out. Mm-hmm. You made me think logically, and then I came to the correct <laughs> conclusion. Logic. It's what's for breakfast. Uh, so yeah, yeah. eight point six, uh, just over two point one, uh, two thousand one hundred uh, votes on IMDb. Uh, this one is going to be right below Charlie gets crippled and the season one finale. Charlie got molested, um, and it is above. Um, a whole bunch of season three episodes and season four's Mac banging the wa- Max banging the waitress. Uh, the point is, is that this is just outside the outskirts of making it into the top ten, uh, tied for what would be uh, number twelve, I believe. Well, what do we think of this episode? Where does this land on the list of lists? Uh, let's start it out with Adam. Adam, what do you give this episode? Ah. Uh. Oh, I'm ashamed. Oh, come on, man. It's okay to not like an episode. 3.7. 3.7 out of 10 from the man who gives us the highest scores out of any host. So is that like easily his least favorite episode? By a large margin, by almost an entire point, this episode is behind $100 Baby. And do you uh, stand by that, Adam? Oh, yeah. Do you think this is by far the worst episode we've seen? In the entire show, I want to tell you why it's not. I, I actually like this much better than Hundred Dollar Baby, and here's why. We, we were talking about this earlier in the episode that I said I might. This might be my second to last favorite episode, and I thought Gun Fever was down there. Uh, I complete, Gun Fever's three for you. Yeah, I completely forgot about Hundred Dollar Baby. <laughs> so are you? Are you <laughs> point, it's are not you, Are you literally? Point, I, you know, are you point blank admitting to us that you were too generous with your previous scores? I will. It, I will plead the fifth. Actually, it's my constitutional right, Donnie. What was <laughs> now, Donnie? What was your score? Uh, Donnie, what's your my score? My score 
I see how you just like deferred the the whole conversation. That was that was good tactics. We'll roll with it. Uh, I gave it a five point four. Five point four out of ten from Donnie. Uh, this is gonna tie it up with a few episodes for you. Uh, all those episodes are tied to be your third least favorite, though. Um, you're missing a score from Who Pooped to the Bed that we'll get from you later. But this episode, wait, is- the three. Ep- oh, sorry. You okay? Sorry. Keep going. What? I, did you say which ones are tied with? Like the I'm same going ones we were right talking now. about? This, oh, this okay. one's tied up with season three's uh, bum, Bums Making a Mess All Over the City, uh, season uh-huh. one's Charlie Wants an Abortion, and season four's Mac and Charlie Die Part Two. This is tied with those. What do you think of that? Uh, Mac and Charlie Die Part Two is better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was worse than this. I forget what you said, but I remember it was worse than this. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was the second one you said? Uh, the second one was. Uh, oh, Charlie gets an abortion. Yes, Charlie wants an abortion. Oh, Charlie wants an abortion. That makes more <laughs> sense. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that episode as much, but I'd say that yeah, those are probably pretty pretty close. What if Jesus was aborted? Uh, so five point four from Donnie. <laughs> I'm also gonna give it a five point four. Donnie and I had the exact same score this episode, which I'm almost certain has never happened on this show yet. I don't think yet. Mm. I'm too lazy to go check it. But uh, the point is, I also gave Mm. it a 5.4. This episode is uh, fifth from the bottom for me. Um, I just, sorry about it, guys. Sorry, listeners. Not sorry. Uh, The way uh, we're going to total it up here, we're going to average out our score. We are going to put this on the list of lists. All right, guys. Here it is. This episode... To quote Adam, is our second to least favorite. Second from the bottom with a score of 4.8 out of 10. Patty's Pub, the worst bar in Philadelphia, gets one of the worst scores we've given for an episode so far. Just above gun fever and just below underage drinking and national concern, both from uh, season one. This episode is going to be number 40 out of 41 on the list of lists. That sounds so harsh, but... I think the underage drinking episode is better than this one. That one is a decent episode, honestly. I, I like that one. I mean, that episode has some classic Tammy. In it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> classic Tammy. All right, so that's, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, that finishes up this season four episode, but we are going to revisit it and all our other season four episodes we've done so far, all the season four episodes. Uh, on the season four finale, we're going to get the Dish of the Day back on here, and he's going to give us our score for this episode. So who knows? This could end up being the bottom of the list if uh, we're right about the zero no Frank nonsense. So uh, yeah, if uh, you like this, go ahead and hit subscribe. Uh, Get notified when new episodes come out. We appreciate you guys so much. Go check out the list of lists on our subreddit, rAlwaysSunnyPod. You can find all this at solo.to slash rumham. And uh, yeah, we will be back for another episode review. We got uh, next season four episode coming up next. Dennis Reynolds, an erotic life. A little Sinbad action for you guys. Sinbad. <laughs> Mr. Bovine Joey. I don't remember that episode very much. Oh, you will. I will when I watch oh, it. Oh, you will. <laughs> you will. Oh, you will. <laughs> Rumham and Wild Cards is produced, directed, and edited by me, Braden Pleggenkool. Donnie Crunkleton is our associate producer. This episode was written and hosted by me, Braden Pleggenkool, Donnie Crunkleton, Adam Rothbort, and The Dish of the Day. 